Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Three mistakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Dream Shakes, the Dream Take podcast. My name is Mike Brown. We are not beating around any bushes tonight. We are not beating around any of whatever you guys are looking to talk about tonight. We are getting straight to Rockets News and notes. I'm here to host a room. I see we've got some pretty prominent figures of Rockets Twitter here on uh, Spotify Live. I'm so excited to have you guys. I'm not going to beat around the bush. If you guys are looking to talk about any of the Rockets news that has come out today, hit that request to speak button and let's talk about it. Okay. So until I see any of those speaker requests, I sent out a uh, tweet, multiple tweets today, of anybody that is looking to talk Houston Rockets basketball draft, free agency, news of the day. Hit that request to speak button. Uh, We have open phones Monday and Wednesday. Hit that request to speak button. I will bring you up on stage. Until I get a speaker request button, but it looks like we've got a pretty prominent, I would say, uh, speaker request here uh, from the Vibe uh, Meteorologist, if you will. Zeke of <laughs> uh, Dreamshake is here on Spotify Live. Zeke, is uh, Vibe Meteorologist accurate for your title? Oh, I know, right? What's the vibes, man? How's he, how you feeling, man? Are the vibes immaculate today? I don't know, man. I really don't, Zeke. Like, my feelings are, in all honesty, just all over the place. Um, There was a lot of news today. Yeah, a lot. It just felt like just – it just came multiple times towards, like, Rockets fans, where it's like, okay, you're going to deal with this, and you're going to deal with this, and we got to talk about this. we got to talk about this. Um, so while I have you on stage real quick, let me just break down the major news stories of the day. If that's okay with you. No, I'm done with that. You tell me if I'm missing anything. Okay. Okay. Uh, news is that the Rio grand Vipers head coach is likely to make his way to being a part of, uh, Steven Silas's staff. Um, that was a, a news story that broke today on Twitter. Uh, so I think that's pretty breaking news. I would say that the likely uh, RGV coach is headed towards uh, the Rockets staff. Uh, do you want to take a stab at uh, announcing his name? Cause I feel like you would do a better job than I would. Hold on. Let me look at his name right quick. Okay. Cause <laughs> okay. So you, okay. So I didn't, I, I thought you would know it just right off 
the cuff. Uh, but that's fine. I mean, if you don't. Uh, no, it's okay. Let me look at it because um, I know, like, I've seen his name, right? M- but I just never had yeah. a reason to, like, openly yeah. come out and pronounce it. Okay. Mahmoud uh, Abdel Abdel Fattah. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. Okay. So oh, let's... I was close. I tried. No, no, no. I, mean, I think you're perfect. Uh, Mahmoud Abdel Fattah uh, is rumored to, from some pretty prominent sources, will be joining the Rockets head coaching staff. Uh, KJ Martin has officially asked Rockets front office for a trade via Kelly Eco, uh, formerly of the Dream Shake. Um, the Rockets, per Kevin O'Connor, are looking to trade up to number one or number two to guarantee themselves Paolo Boncaro. Uh, the Rockets, per NBA Central, are trending towards drafting Paolo Boncaro. Uh, there was a report today via Kelly Eco that uh, Lionel Hollins is trending towards being a part of the Rockets coaching staff. Um, the Rockets, per uh, Mark Berman of Fox 26, uh, have been in communications with Jaden Ivey. Per Kelly Eco, the Rockets are hopeful for an extension with both Jay Sean Tate and Kevin Porter Jr. Per Kelly Eco, the Rockets are content with moving on from uh, Dennis Schroeder. Um, the Rockets, per Jonathan Fagan, are going to be in on Nicholas Claxton, of, formerly of the Brooklyn Nets. And it appears that Fabian White of the University of Houston will be working out for the Houston Rockets tomorrow. Zeke, did I miss anything? Unless you want to talk about draft news also. Uh, I'm here for draft news if I didn't include anything. <laughs> okay, I mean, Tari Eason came out and said that he worked with the Houston Rockets. Okay, we've, we've reported that. Uh, on a previous show, because okay. he worked out with the Rockets, had a conversation with the Rockets. Um, okay, but again, Tari Eason connected with the Houston Rockets. Yes. Um, I mean, Zeke, I mean, you tell me, man. I mean, where do you want to hit first? Man, it's a blitzkrieg of things. Let's start with the KJ yeah. news. Okay. Um, I mean, what are your thoughts initially on KJ Martin? And I bring this up as a loaded question. Um, you're a prominent member i'm going to use the word prominent because i you've done an incredible job of building up your personal profile just amongst rockets twitter you're also a member of the family at the dream shake um which is awesome i'm, I'm glad you and i are part of that same fraternity thank you um but previously i think about a year ago i approached jeremy brenner co-host of the dream take um where i told him there was going to be a time where the rockets were going to have to choose between KJ Martin and Jay Sean Tate. That choice appears to be uh, made. What are your thoughts? Oh, I mean, it's it's really tough, you know. It's rebuilding is tough, right? Because mm-hmm. rebuilding is when everything gets dirty, nitty gritty, and nasty, right? It's early where the weak fall off and the strong survive, right? And in the case of KJ Martin and Tate, you know. It was a log jam, right? And it didn't help when we had Kristen Wood out there playing and we were prioritizing best to play that certain parts of the, you know, season. And now he, you know, he, he wants to be a larger part of the future. If not, he wants out. That just happens. And the Rockets 
apparently, you know, like Tate, just based off what we have seen last season and what we have heard about Tate and his improved shooting. I mean, I'll say this, right? The Rockets have given KJ as much of a chance that a second rounder could ever get. Somebody who was picked in the 50s. Right. So it was just like demanding, not demanding, he didn't demand, right? But to suggest you want out from from a second rounder suggesting he wants out after being in his third year, well, approaching his third year is kind of wild behavior, right? But you understand because he also, it's a job. You know what I mean? And he feels that he deserves more opportunity to show his skill set because he needs to be up for a payday soon. So again, like Mike, like you said, like there was ever going to be a time to choose between Tate and KJ or whoever's coming in, if we're drafting Bancaro or, or whoever comes at pick 17, which was suggested maybe a wing, that's that that should tell you everything we need to know. So let me let me ask you this, right, Zeke? I mean, you and I follow this team, I would say about as closely as anybody. Is that a fair that's statement? Fair. Okay. So we're on the same page there. You tell me. And I've been on this train for a while. After the news of today, the Rockets look to be zeroed in on Paolo Boncaro. Is that fair? Yeah, yeah, that's that's a fair fair statement, statement, right? Okay. Why in the world do they want Paolo Boncaro? Is my question to you. Because, and let me give you the premise of that statement. He doesn't solve any of your problems. He actually just replicates a problem that the Rockets had last year. Which, talk me out of this, he's Christian Wood that is less bitchy and moany on the defensive end, but he still doesn't do anything that you actually need him to do. This is a nasty agenda you're pushing right now. You know that, right? <laughs> no, but, that, but this is the thing, see? No, but this is the thing, right? Is you and I have known each other for a while. You know, I think, I think you and I, I mean, we've gone back and forth on Twitter, you know, before, but we haven't done a ton of podcasting right. together. But my thing is, I hate Paolo Boncaro for this roster. I hate it. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. I don't want it. Why do the Rockets want him outside of the fact that he's a name and he gives them some sort of prevalent star power? But the fit is awful. Talk me out of that premise. So, I won't, I, so I'm not there with you saying that the fit is awful. Okay. Right? Um, Why is it not awful? It's not awful because he can – I mean, he's shown that he can be a great catch-and-shoot player. Okay. And in college, he was shooting 40% from catch-and-shoot threes. Okay. Obviously, you know, him pulling up from three is a different thing altogether or him shooting threes and volume is a different thing altogether. But also his passing ability, right? We have just saw the finals, right, or even the playoffs. This year's playoffs is – we basically saw what happened. You need wings, right? And – out of all the wings that are in the top three, right, we don't consider Chet a wing. He's a big, right? The For sure. Is, the point is here, he's the one with the passing ability. And his passing ability is what stands out the most. Like even some draft analysts say that he's probably the best passer in the draft, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I have my reservations about Paulo in general or this draft. Um, because this draft gives me like catch twenty two vibes, where like the top three guys are the guys that everybody's saying is the best, 
I wouldn't be surprised that later in this draft are going to be the best guys out. You know what I mean? Like just a random player in the draft can end sure. up being the best player, right? Sure. And it's mostly because, you know, these are COVID babies. These guys came in. These guys were the players that were affected most by COVID with being able. Some of these players were, had to reclassify. Some of these teams had their whole schedule jumbled, canceled, all types of stuff. So even scouting was weird. You know what I mean? There's not yeah. much information. So, but the reason I'll tell you why they, they believe in Paulo outside of the fact that he's a star. He also fits the profile that we have seen Stone go for, right? It's a player that comes from a basketball family or has been around basketball his whole life. His Which they're about to trade. Huh? They're about to get rid of one of those guys. Oh, oh conceivably, <laughs> conceivably, right? No, no, I mean, I mean, and I, you know, I, I want to be 100% respectful of, of your opinions, obviously, but I do want to stop you when I disagree with what you're saying, because I think okay. it's going to make for a better podcast. Okay, um, go ahead. You know, is, is, is my take, right? What you just said, though, you haven't sold me at all on Boncaro. All you've said is that he's, he's a good passer. He didn't even average more than four assists at Duke. He, I mean, you, you talked about his catch and shoot ability. He shot sub thirty four percent from three. But that, you think all of a sudden he's going to become better at the NBA level? First and foremost, thirty four percent from three is average, and sure. Captain shoot, Captain shoot was forty percent, not his overall main three point shooting. You know, well, come on, Zeke. There's, you you know me. Come on, baby. You he's shooting. Right, he shoots thirty four percent from three. I don't want to break it down between catch and shoot because you and I both know because in the NBA they're gonna they're gonna take his strength and they're gonna hit it as hard as they can. It's as good a shooter as you're gonna be. He's a thirty four percent three point shooter. Is that fair or is that unfair? It's fair, but there's also okay. nuance to the game because, for That's example, fair. Tony Parker when he was on a on the San Antonio Spurs was not viewed as a three-point shooter, but from corner three, he was a demon from there, which was part of the reason why he was able to – those Spursers, when they went against Miami, they dethroned him easily because of his driving ability and the fact that he can just play off, sit in the corner, and shoot a three every time and make it. I got you. No, the P.J. Tucker effect as well. And, yes. and, I, and I bring these things up mostly because I want you to be able – I'm not saying that you can't, but, you know, live here on the show, I want you to be able to defend your point. Like, yes. hammer it home to the listeners. Hey, this is what I believe, and this is why I believe it. Yeah. Um, and before we get into too much in-depth on a, on a certain topic, yeah. um, you know, let's bring up, just real quick, if you're okay, we'll bring up a third speaker from time to time if, if they want to come on stage. Is that okay with you? I'm fine, man. I'm cool, fine. man. Um, let's bring up uh, Lewis Brown out of uh, Sugar Land. We've got... Ton of speakers tonight, but LB, oh, he gone. Okay. Let's bring up, uh, Mauricio. Mauricio, you have joined the, uh, Dream Take podcast here on Spotify live with Zeke and myself. How are you, my friend? Good. You? I'm doing all right. Uh, quickly, what are your thoughts on the KJ situation? Uh, on anything. Uh, and, uh, you've got Zeke and I to, uh, either tell you you're out of your mind or you've made a great point. I feel like um, I'm going to start with the KJ situation. I feel like his okay. situation seems like his dad was the one that kind of like started the rumor that he wanted to get um, traded. It's a great point. Because I feel like his dad wants him to see him succeed because, you know, his dad, former 
number one overall pick with former first round pick and he's probably doesn't like how this his son is uh running on this rebuild team but hey so rebuild he has to be patient it's a good point by you mauricio we haven't talked about that yet zeke um but yeah i mean his dad who's been on a podcast in the last couple months has said that he wants you know his son to be playing for a different team uh zeke real quick your thoughts on that i mean my thoughts on the whole thing is just like you know this is a former number one overall pick. He's played in the finals, right? He never won a championship, but he was very close to winning one in his days. He was also wasn't was a two time all star or one time all star. I don't remember. Uh, two time two time all star. Two time all star. I grew up yes, watching sir. him. Um, listen, he's a father of a son, right? He sees his son playing basketball and he sees his son playing in a losing situation. Of course, you want the best for your son. So everything he says comes from that angle, right? But he also made the point that he understands that Dembe is a business, and it is what it is, right? But because of what of his rhetoric of what he spewed during that podcast, which was him being honest, so I can't be mad at it, it is now fueling rumors, right? right. Regardless of how you think it's fair or unfair. You know what I mean? So like, um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how to take it. Right. Because like I said, if KJ is suggesting he wants out, which those rumors could be true. If it, if it is true, right. That's wild behavior. A fifth, like a 50th pick or in that range says I want out after being able to play like 20 minutes per game during like the half of the season, the second half of the season It's kind of, you know what I mean? It's, it's weird. <laughs> no, it's it's fair. It, it's 100% fair. Mauricio, do you have any uh, final thoughts uh, before we move on to our next speaker request, my man? No, I just hope that we get Pancaro with our pick, whatever we do with that pick. There it is. Mauricio, we appreciate you. Uh, we'll be live here on Spotify Live the next uh, three nights, so we hope you'll join us again, my man. Okay, yeah. Thanks, brother. Uh, Zeke, we got another speaker request. LB out in Sugarland. LB, what you got for the show tonight? Hey, Zeke, how y'all doing, good, man? Louis. How hey, you doing, man. brother? Man, man I'm, I'm there, you know. Um, just a, a couple of quick points here, and I'll um, let y'all kick it around. First of all, and I talked with Michael earlier about this, I think it's interesting the story that broke today about and, you know, I'm, I'm probably in the minority about Nick Claxton, okay? Um, I think the guy is a, is a perfect fit for this team. He's young. He can jump through the roof. He's a good rebounder. Uh, I just think it's interesting that Jonathan Fagan broke this story. I mean, you know, Fagan doesn't know where he is half the time, you know? So I'm just wondering – First question, what y'all's thoughts are on on that? And um, second, second question is, and this is just kind of an overall question, you know, I've noticed through the years, and, you know, you can't, you know, I'm not going to lump stone into this and, you know, Silas. I mean, this has been going on for a while. But I think the Rockets' lack of patience with some of these young kids that they have brought in, and I'll give you a couple of examples. And I think it's funny how, you know, three or four years later, they turn around and are, you know, it's like chasing the old girl. You let the old girlfriend go. 
she becomes hot in about three or four years and you're back chasing her again. You know, they had at one point, they had Robert Covington in, in the very beginning. They did have Christian Wood. They had, you know, Gary Payton's kid. Um, there was a, a kid from Memphis, Michael, you know who I'm talking about, some guard. Um, uh, Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks. And, you know, now K.J. Martin. Now, you know, I agree with Zeke. I mean, the the kid was drafted towards the bottom of the second round. Doesn't have a lot of leverage, but I'm just, you know, the Rockets' lack of patience through the years. I mean, I'm picturing, you know, they'll let K.J. Martin go for something, and in about three years they're going to be after him, wanting to pay him $25 million a year, you know. So, anyway, I just thought I'd bounce – those two things off y'all and just see what y'all think. Thanks a lot, man. Take it easy, Zeke and Michael. We appreciate y'all. Thank you so much. Well, uh, that, by the way, Zeke, I mean, that's my dad. Just, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's LB. I mean, that's OG, uh, season ticket holder in the 400 level during, I mean, he had season tickets for eight years. That's an OG fan right there. Oh, that's, yeah. He's a real one. I need, oh, he's, I, he, I need to meet him one day. <laughs> oh, my God, man. He, He's incredible. I mean, he'll tell you the way it is. I mean, tell me your thoughts, I mean, real quick on Nick Claxton. Um, Can you clarify about the Nick Claxton news? Yeah, the the Nick Claxton per Jonathan Fagan, um, and this was broken on a national level that Jonathan Fagan of the Houston Chronicle came out and had reported that the Brooklyn Nets were not likely to match a uh, mid-level exception type offer north of $10 million a year to their own Nick Claxton, who is a restricted free agent. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, do you like Nick Claxton? Because for me, he's exactly what this team needs. Man, so it's really hard to discuss somebody like Nick Claxton because this is a guy who is a typical rim runner, but he can he has shown the ability to guard in space, right? Yep. Yep. But his free throw shooting is not to be desired, but then at the end of the day, he's talent, right? Yep. But it does sound oddly funny, because think about it with the Kyrie news that broke today. So the Nets could be potentially in a space where they might rebuild. Now, obviously, they don't want to, but they might, right? And the fact that they're willing to do this with well, he was not their starting center, but at least a contributing center for them, a young contributing center, really starts to, you know, it makes my ears perk up. It really makes me have a light bulb in my head and wonder what's going on here, right? I do think he's worth a flyer. I mean, his talent. The Rockets don't have much talent. So why not look, you know? I First of all, I mean, just real quick. I mean, if, if you guys want to give Zeke a follow at ITZ. Just Zeke, Z-E-K-E. He's a phenomenal follow on Twitter. Um, so I just want to throw that out there just real quick, Zeke, because you put out a, a lot of phenomenal Rockets content. Thank you so much. Uh, you're welcome, man. Um, you know, I, you and I have, have exchanged pleasantries before, but I don't think we've ever done it on a podcast, so I wanted to, you know, do it for the first time tonight. Um, I, I think here's my thing, right? And, and I... I don't want to come off as pessimistic Rockets fan, but do you, Zeke, understand the pessimistic Rockets fans out there 
that are vocal with their plan. Maybe is the best way to put it. Like, do you, do you see why somebody like myself is pessimistic? Yes. I mean, okay. you, can, you can ask, listen, my cousin is here. He's a Dallas fan. Well, you get thrown in the hell out. That's what knows, I would say. He knows. What, what, listen, if there's somebody who wants to be pessimistic, I can be Mr. Pessimistic myself. But I definitely understand. The thing is, they have three seventeen and 26. You tell me, right? Because tonight, we're not breaking down prospects. We are literally, if you want to talk Rockets basketball with Zeke and I, you hit that request to speak button. We will literally bring you on stage. And we can talk all things Rockets basketball. Zeke, build me your perfect Thursday night. What happens for the Houston Rockets? What would you do at 317 and 26? And you can trade some of the picks. You tell me what you want coming out of Thursday. I'm picking, listen, whoever comes at three, I take, right? Because okay. I, I think what Rockets fans need to understand is like, we're not in control of our destiny, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever Orlando and OKC do, we just get on board. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. So whoever comes at three, we take. As for 17, no, 16, it's 17 and 26? 17 and 26. 17 and 26, I'm packing yes, them up, and I'm moving into the late lottery. Okay. And, I, and I'm going to try to draft Dieng. Oh, uh, Usaman Dieng out of yes. France. Okay. Yes. So that's, that's where you want to come out. Um. Okay, so those are the two guys that you want. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disagree with you, Okay. Um, and let's have a little dialogue about it, okay? Yeah, I like dialogue. Dialogues are fun. My man, um, I've been on this case for the last three months since the season ended. I don't care if Paolo Boncaro is there at three. I'm taking Jaden Ivey. Oh, you know, there's a lot of KPJ fans that would not be very happy with your statements. You know that, right? That's fine. And and I would tell them that he's been the point guard of this team for two years, and we've had the worst record in the league for two years. And he's not a real point guard. They're playing him out of position at the one. He's more of a combo guard. Um, and I would honestly tell them if he wants to be a rocket long-term, enjoy coming off of the bench, being our sixth man, i.e. Lou Williams, who's had a prominent career in the NBA as a sixth man. And that's honestly where I feel like he belongs. And let's build one of the most dynamic starting backcourts in the league with Jaden Ivey and Jalen Green. So I'm not mad at you with the Jaden Ivey pick. Okay. Jaden Ivey, in most drafts, he would he would be you know higher than pick four or five, right? Mm-hmm. It's just the problem is is that there's three six ten seven foot mutants ahead of him. You right. know what I mean? So that's just what it is. So you you literally have to pick up the litter, right? Right. So that's just where Jaden Ivey is. But okay. do you do you believe that Kevin Porter Jr. is a true point guard? Mm, he's not a true point guard. He's he's a he's a he's a player that has point guard traits, like in the meaning, like he can okay. initiate. He can be a secondary ball handler. He can initiate plays. He can do things, right? But so, so I've so I've seen multiple I mock drafts. I don't think that's to disrespect him either, you know, because there's a lot of NBA players right now in today's sure. game that aren't point guards, but they start. And sure, in today's game, everybody is consistent as basketball, right? Whoever can dribble, handle, pass, and shoot, or have those skills will succeed. And you just have to be able to play defense and score when your name calls on it and make the perfect read at the right time. 
That's fair. So we have another speaker request real quick. Rob, welcome to the show, my man. What's going on? What you got? What's going on, guys? What's what, is that my guy, Rob? <laughs> What's up, guy? What's up, Rob? What's up? So it seems like half this half the Rockets roster has been in trade rumors this past year. And with four first rounders last year and three first rounders this year, how do you expect like the development of like the young guys to go forward? Like what's your hope for guys like Josh Christopher and Usman Guba who were late first rounders last year? That's a great question, Rob. Um, in all honesty, and, and Zeke and I haven't talked about this specifically on the show. I honestly don't believe in Steven Silas. I don't feel like Steven Silas is the right guy to lead this. You don't roster. like Coach Smiley? I I think I think he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, look, look, man, look, and and, and look, I, I'll be honest with you. I've tweeted this out before to Rob and to you, Zeke. The guy to lead this team at this point, in my opinion, is Sam Cassell. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. I would fire Steven Silas. If if Sam Cassell said, I will agree to become the next Rockets head coach, I fire him tomorrow. I don't care that the draft is on Thursday. Are you saying this because Cassell was a Rocket? No, I'm not just saying that. I think – I well, let me take that back, Rob. I say that because for two things. Number one, he is linked to the Rockets organization, which I don't think is a bad thing. But the second part is he's been an assistant coach for 10 plus years and he deserves a head coaching opportunity. There's also a reason that Steven Silas was an assistant for 20 years and nobody gave him their head coaching role and he accepted it. There's a reason why he wasn't a head coach before the Rockets. Rob, I know you have something mm-hmm. to say, man. You might as well just say it. So tell, so t- tell me on Steven Silas. Why is he the right guy to lead this team? And it leads into your point about the development of the team. Give me a guy outside. No, not even Jalen, because Jalen Green was in, a, in his first year. Between the two years, give me a guy that honestly improved their game to a level that was impactful enough to this roster under the leadership of Steven Silas. He's the same player he was two years ago. He hasn't improved in any aspect of his game. He's been the same guy for two years. He wasn't. He wasn't an NBA player two years ago, and now he's a valued commodity. He's not a valued commodity. He's a player on a roster. Two years ago, he came in, and he got legitimate minutes, and he hasn't improved in any aspect of his game. Give me, a, give me an aspect of his game that he's improved in. Damn, Robbie, quiet, man. He got you like that, bro? I mean... Hey, I'm not going to pretend like I'm sitting here watching as many watch the team as you guys are. There's nothing really. You're not missing much, bro. I value my mental health. <laughs> I, I made it. Listen, brother. Listen, Rob, I don't blame you. I hate the fact that I can retort that as quickly as I can, but it's, it is what it is, man. I mean, this past year, he was, you know, 12 points and six rebounds. The year before, he was at 10 points and five rebounds. He's the same player. Honestly, you can even make the case he's worse. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't disagree with that. I mean, Rob, the thing is for me, right? Okay, so let me ask you this, Rob, now that you're on stage. At three, who do you want? For the Houston Rockets. For America's Houston? Houston Rockets. 
I would want Ooh, Chet. Okay. I honestly think I honestly think the Magic should go Paolo at one. Okay. I think I think they need a guy who can be the number one option on a team. They don't have that. Even Paolo. even with Jonathan Isaac, who they recently drafted, you would still go Paolo and they play the same position? Is Isaac healthy enough to play basketball? We haven't seen him since the bubble. Uh, you at least give him the opportunity in one more year because he's that high of a draft pick for them in the top 10. Uh, I'm not considering a guy who hasn't played basketball in two years in my future plans. Okay. In my opinion. That's fair. Okay, Rob, that's fair. And Rob said he saw that man's leg fold like an um, origami claim and said absolutely not. I mean, that's fair. Okay, so if you're the Rockets, you want Chet. So you're not scared to death of him being Sean Bradley yeah. 2.0? No, because you can make that mistake with the, as the, with the Rockets. What do you like, mean? I don't think like OKC and Houston can afford to take that gamble. I don't think the Magic can. Why can the Rockets afford to take that gamble? Because, again, you, you have Jalen Green, right? You have your number one option. Now you just need the guy who can – be a back potentially a backbone of your defense. Okay, you think that you think that's Chet Holmgren? Yes. Okay, he can be. And I don't want to say Sean Bradley two point And I, I don't say, say that just because he's white. I mean, I think we. Should, I think it's no, important. No, I, like I think it's important to put that out there. But he looks to be, <laughs> you know, Sean Bradley. He's got some of the same tendencies. That's all. Are you referring to his body being frail? I, uh, potentially, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, would, I would say Chet is if KP cared about basketball. That's okay. Chet. So let me, okay, so let me ask you this, and, and I'll ask Zeke and Rob this. Would you rather have Jaden Ivey at three, which you're guaranteed, and then you trade 17 and 26 in whatever else you need to do to guarantee yourselves Jalen Duran or would you rather take Chet Holmgren at three and whatever at 17? Rob, to you first. I would go Chet, and then hopefully at 17, you can target Tari Eason at LSU. Okay. I agree. Because I honestly think, I think Ivy is more in the mode of a Donovan Mitchell than he is an actual true point guard. Exactly. Oh, man, I see Ja Morant. I mean, if you see, but so, so, not so, a so point guard either, but he, he's a slashing, he's a slashing two that can play to one. So it doesn't scare either one of you the fact that the last, I mean, the Warriors just won a title without a true big man in the middle consistently. They had Kevon Looney, but not consistently enough for me to say, okay, we have to go draft a big man. I think the case is, is that when we're dealing with Chet, he's not even a true big man. The point is, is that he has unicorn traits. This is a oh. guy who can easily shoot. He can he can challenge the 50-40-90. He can, he can challenge that with his shooting ability, and his yeah. ball handling ability is better than most people at his size. Like, I was in that interview scrum today, and this man literally said, like, his thing is making sure that his jump shot is even better than what it was in college and to make sure his ball handling is better and that he watches Kevin Durant highlights a lot. But you know what you just didn't bring up at all, Zeke, is defense. What's the point to bring up defense? Because, I that, mean, he's one of the bro, best defensive bro, players in college history. There's no point to even bring it up. 
but he also played on one of the most talented rosters in college basketball history. And the thing is, he's not going to have that next year. You trust him to be the big man in the middle. That's my question. Because what you just talked about and everything you just said, well, Chet is this, Chet is this. You didn't mention defense once. Scoring points was not this roster's problem last year. Defending the rim and defense as a whole was their problem. My guy, in all honesty, I know I said Jalen Duran. That was just a question to you guys. My guy that I would kill to have out of this draft is Mark Williams, Duke. Oh, yeah, Mark Williams, yeah. But That's you know, my he, guy. But That's he, my he, guy. He's not interviewing for the Rockets. He, I, I know he said that, but if the Rockets trade up to 11 with the Knicks and draft Mark Williams, he's going to have to interview with him. Uh, you know what I mean? You say you want him by force, basically. Well, that's the thing, right? And Rob, and Rob, let me go to you real quick. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing: the wussification of the modern day athlete is so ridiculous and absurd to me that everything that I heard today of guys not interviewing with this team, not inter- interviewing with this team, I don't care. If I have a draft pick and I take a guy, you're damn well going to show up and play. Or we're going to have issues. Do you agree with that statement or you disagree? I feel like that's the case for the other for 29 teams in the Sacramento Kings can go disperse and free themselves from that hellhole. Okay. I mean, that's fair. I mean, that's fair. I mean, Zeke, are we off in this or no? Listen, I'm with Rob. Does anybody remember when they got a trade in 2014 Bay draft when they could have gotten, they could have flipped the eighth pick for pick 10 and two two second rounders and they refused to take it. And when they got to pick eight, they picked Sauce Castillo. And where is he now? I mean, I agree with you, but I'm just like, I'm just saying like, yeah, like, no, I feel you. The Kings, I feel you. The Kings are, the Kings are a laughing stock. in the case of every other, other teams, like all the 29 teams, if the guy, if the team wants you and you didn't report and you're hiding medical, um, medical stuff, it doesn't matter. It's going to be like the, the, the scene from the boondocks. I like you and I want you. I'm going to have you. And I'm going to take you. And that's it. You report and you play. Cough, cough, Royce White. Um, <laughs> let's leave it there. Rob, any final thoughts before Zeke and I wrap the show up, my man? Final thoughts? Yes, sir. Jalen Green is going to be a superstar one day. Thank you. This is what you, I like. This This is <laughs> Rob, we appreciate you, my man. Uh, we'll be Bye. live here on Spotify Live the whole week. Come join us. Um, it's so funny, Zeke. What up, though? I, I honestly, I have no idea what they're going to do on Thursday. Like, I have no idea. Because the thing is, if Paolo goes one or two, what do they do? Like, what do the Rockets do? It's fascinating. It depends. It's, it's fascinating to think about, man. It is fascinating. It depends because, like, I know some. I know, like, okay, no, not OKC. Orlando is in bed with Jabari, right? But I feel like Chet will probably suit them more, so they can run a crazy tall lineup of just yeah, test two babies, just playing defense and wrecking things, and just shooting threes whenever open. Like you can literally run out. Like, can you imagine a lineup with Chet and Bobo out there at the same time? Like, it's it's nasty work. That's what I'm saying. Like, they, sh- I would think they would do that. But Jabari, you know, Jabari is the guy that they want. I don't blame him. You know what I mean? Um, so, so who's the? Let me ask you this: Who's who's gonna have five years from now? Who has the best career in the NBA? That's so hard. That's so hard. 
Seattle so hard. Dallas. See, I don't think so. I think I think I think it's easy. Who who do you who do you think then? Jabari Smith. Who? So here's he's, the thing. So he's the best. He's the best player in the draft. Wow, I'm not gonna go that far. So, he's the best player in the draft. I, I would say, if everybody was to hit their ceilings, it would be Chet. If everybody was to just reach their floors, it would I, be it would be probably Paulo. But I'm more I I see, I like the fact of what I feel like Jabari because of what he does in terms of utility would would help a team more. But the funny thing is, right? Like I asked you earlier, you did nothing to sell me on Paolo Boncaro as a player. You said he's an elite passer for a guy who in college didn't even average five assists a game. You told me he's a great catch and shoot player, 40% from three catch and shoot, but overall three point percentage, he was sub 35%. Those are the two things that you came at me with, with Paolo Boncaro. You're going to tell me with those two facts, you're going to draft him third overall arguably trade up to two and to one if you believe Kevin O'Connor, if you're the Rockets, to get Paolo Boncaro? Listen, man, th- this is what the Rock. if the Rockets solely choose, if the, if the Rockets really want their guy, then that's what they're going to get. Okay. But Paolo, Paolo to them and many other people, they view him as a guy who has superstar talent. And if he puts it together, you're getting, put it this way, how many NBA players do you find entering a draft at six foot ten and basically a big two hundred and forty pounds, and moves like that and passes like that? Not two forty, but Christian Wood, same height. No, don't you dare call. No, I swear to God, no, 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 no. Hey, look, you tell me, enter a draft and can move the way he moves. Okay, so let me ask you this: so you you seen zeroed in on Boncaro at three? Is that fair? Or Boncaro to the Rockets? You said that. That's who you want the Rockets to draft, correct? It's not so much who I want the Rockets to draft. I just think the Rockets are just going going to get him. But that's not my that's not my question though. Who do you want them to draft? Oh, who do I want them to draft? Yeah, tell I'm, me who. I'm more for Chet. I think Chet okay. is the guy. Okay. <laughs> so you say Chet, right? So for the people that are out there on Boncaro, right? I think you and I are on the same page that they're totally off base. They don't, he doesn't do anything to improve this roster next year. Nothing. Because Christian Wood gave you 17 and 10. Do you think Paolo Boncaro in his first year will give you 17 and 10 on the offensive end? But those are two, those are really bad com- comparisons because they're just two completely different players. Like how? In the how are they different? Wood, Wood's effectiveness is in the pick and roll. Once you let Wood have the ball and let him go ISO, it's a disaster waiting to happen. It's either a turnover or a missed jump shot. Because he's just gonna pretend he's Paul George. When we're talking about Paulo, Paulo can literally (laughs) with Paulo Duke barely had a point guard, and they literally gave him the ball, and they ran a whole offense through him, and that team was able to make it eat into the uh, into the NCAA championship. Like that is a team. Like what he provides is something that you don't see often. He has the he has the measurables to play defense. I know some people say that his defense is lackadaisical. You're only comparing it and saying it's lackadaisical is because the two guys ahead of him in the mock draft are just dimension breaking defenders at co- at the college level, right? But he also adds his defense, adds the scoring, and adds the passing, and is already has a big man body and comes from basketball basketball family. He even said in his interview that I was there 
the first basketball memory he had was being in the Mystics practice with his mom and watching her coach and play basketball with her teammates. Like, this is the type of guy that the Rockets are looking at. Like, not only does he fill all in the brackets of what you want in a prospect, this guy comes, this guy will come in with a level of professionalism just because he's been around the game for so long. So for the Rockets, they feel like it's like a, you know, checks all the boxes. This is a surefire hit. So final question to you tonight, Zeke, and we appreciate you're a very busy man. We appreciate you coming on for 45 some odd minutes. It's been phenomenal. Um, if Chet goes one or two, which I think he's going to go one or two, I think that's a fair statement. Would you, would you rather have, if you're Raphael Stone, if you're the Rockets, would you take Paolo Boncaro or Jaden Ivey? And you're you know staying what? at three. Don't don't cop out and tell me. Oh, no, I'm no, 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 no. I'm not okay. going to cop out. I'm not going to cop out. That's right. I just I needed to. I, did, I didn't think you. I didn't think you would. I just needed to set the table with you as all. Man, as much as I like Jaden Ivey, there's not many prospects that come out looking like Apollo. Okay. That's just what it That's is. fair. That's fair. That's an entirely fair statement, my man. Um, Zeke, this was fun, man. I had a blast. Yeah, it's always fun hanging without hanging with you, man. Oh my God. It's a great time. This is, uh, this has been another episode of, uh, SB Nation's The Dream Shakes, The Dream Take podcast. Uh, we're going to be live here on Spotify Live the next three nights. Tomorrow night, part nine of nine with our 2022 NBA draft prospect breakdown. Wednesday night, we'll be back live here on Spotify Live for another one of, uh, what we're going to do tonight. Just literally inviting Rockets Twitter. Come hang out with us. Come talk Rockets basketball request to speak we'll bring you up on stage and we'll hear what you have to say uh thursday night we're wake we are working on a live venue uh for the dream sakes the dream take podcast uh for our live show uh to come hang out with us talk all things rockets basketball watch the draft uh it'll be a great time uh but zeke tell the people where they can find you on twitter my man yeah you can follow me on twitter at um it's just zeke Instead of the S and it, you just replace it with a Z. My man, we appreciate you coming on once again. Uh, it's been a Thank blessing, you, my dude. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Definitely. Take it easy, everybody. All right, brother. All right, uh, man, what a good time with Zeke, man. Zeke's great people. Um, if you're on Twitter, make sure to follow uh, the Dream Take at the Dream Take. Make sure to follow the Dream Shake, the mothership of the Dream Take at Dream Shake SBN. You can follow me on Twitter at Dream, or excuse me, at BSW Podcast underscore MB. Uh, you can follow the Dream Shake on Facebook. Just search, just search Dream Shake and give us a follow there. Finally, search Dream the for all things Houston Rockets all the time. Once again, that's thedreamshake.com for all things Houston Rockets all the time. We will talk to you tomorrow night, guys, uh, 8 p.m. Central Time. Until next time, Rockets fans, go Rockets! Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. 
With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical.